April 1st, 2015. Happy B-Day, D-Moon. It's a lot from Pedro's show. Thank you. 
for Pedro Show. Wednesday, April 1st, April Fools, but more important, happy B-Day D-Boom. And to celebrate his birthday, uh, All Blue Oyster Cult for D-Boom. Only a specific period, 72, 73, 74, 75. That's when I saw him. Uh, That's when we saw him. And... (laughs) I don't know. Whenever I hear Minuteman record, I hear D Boom playing. I, I hear some Buck Dharma, some John Fogarty, some Pete Townsend, but definitely Buck Dharma. Uh, we start off with John Coltrane doing Stairway of the Stars. Then, a, not the same, same tune, but same title. I don't think you can uh, copyright a title. And Richard Meltzer, in fact, wrote the words to Stairway of the Stars, the Blue Oyster Cult version. And, uh, yeah, that's some standard that Mr. Coltrane did. Uh, but both are beautiful. And when I first saw them, that was the first song they played. Yeah. So first song of the first gig. Uh, this is from... Um, well, shit, I'll just play some more uh, tunes from that very gig back in 1972. <laughs>
Watford Pedro show, celebrating D Boone's B Day here with some Blue Oyster Cult. This, uh, I think, I believe it's one of the first uh, live recordings of the Blue Oyster Cult. It was done in Rochester, upstate New York, a pad called um, Nuggets Pizza Parlor. So maybe it was a pizza pad. I don't know. Uh, what you just heard was Transmaniacon MC. After that was Workshop of the Telescopes. Before the Kiss of Red Cap. Cities on Flame with Rock and Roll. And finally, Born to be Wild. Um, all from uh, 1972 with this uh, Pizza Pad Rochester Nuggets Pizza Parlor. Um, yeah, Tyranny Mutation, when you opened it up, you know. Uh, well, didn't open up. It wasn't a gatefold, but you could take the the sleeve out, and they had uh, a picture of the BOC there, and uh, Eric Bloom and Buck Dharma, or E Bloom. That's the other thing I want to tell you about this album. D Boone made me a painting of this. His his kind of interpretation was beautiful. It was the total D Boone style of uh, yeah them rubbing their necks together, uh, their guitars <laughs> next. And uh, but on the back, yeah, on stun guitar was E Bloom. So yeah, that's where you get the D Boom. <laughs> True, he starts citing his uh, paintings that way. You know, interesting. Um, now here's some Blue Oyster Cult from 1973. The next year. <laughs>
Oyster Cult from 1973, The Rooster Tale in Detroit, Michigan. I never played there, a little before my time. But uh, you'll recognize that first song, The Red and the Black. Me and Dee Boone been playing that since we were 13. And in fact, last year, it was January, so I don't know, 15 months ago, I got to do that song. Only uh, Buck Dharma and Eric Bloom are left in the band from those days, but, but I got to do it with those two guys. That was incredible. Skipper Jeff was there even. And uh, Eric Bloom had asked me, it was up some little old Dark Deco theater, like, uh, I don't know, La Cienega in Wilshire, by the Brazil consulate. And uh, at the end there, you know, I watched the whole gig from like third row, and then they get done playing, and Eric Bloom, like, I thought Watt was going to come here, and I was there, so, but they had little stairs, so I walked over there, up there, and came in. Kaysen uh, was a, the bass man, uh, incredible musician. I have a lot of respect for him. Anyway, yeah, the red and the black goes way back. Me and D. Boom playing that years and years. And all the bands since, you know, my missing man, my second man, Edward, Georgie. Um, yeah, incredible. I got to do it with Dave Grohl. And, God, it's 20 years, ain't it? Since I did that tour. And I remember Greg, uh, Dave Grohl's version, he played it on guitar and... Uh, Uh, like surf version, kind of. <laughs> After uh, Red and the Black, you know, everybody's got their own interpretation. Uh, that's what's righteous about Blue Oyster Cult. You know, uh, me and D. Boone don't own it, you know. Everybody can take and uh, screams after Red and Black. The bass man, Joe, great cat. He's got, you know, him and the drummer were brothers. Joe and Albert Bouchard, and uh, they got a band with the Alice Cooper bass man, Dennis uh, Dunaway. Blue, Blue Coop, I think it's called. I played some on the show here. And then Wings Wetted Down, which is another uh, Joe Bouchard tune, but from the second album. And finally, Buck's Boogie, which was never on an album until the live thing. Uh, on your feet or on your knees. There's some from Long Beach Arena gig that me and Dee Boone are at. Can swear you can hear us hollering. Boy, I thought I think we thought we did <laughs> when we were teenagers. <laughs> but yeah, these uh, that's the fourth album that live one. There was a third one. Uh, we're going to get into some of those tunes on the rest of the show, uh, secret treaties. But that's about as far as we went. A little bit of this one after the live one called. Uh, Agents of Fortune. Yeah, there's some good tunes on there, but it was just, maybe we were changing. I don't know. I'll tell you this. When I played uh, with them 15 months ago, Buck Dharma, <laughs> he was smoking on the guitar, man. He was smoking. Now, these things, you understand, they're, they're bootlegs, right? In the old days, you would find these things in some stores, and they weren't. They were labels, but not the Mersh ones. And there was people taping stuff at gigs and, yeah, pressing them up. 
remember Dylan when I had Ten of Swords. But it was a collection of... So that's what I'm giving you here because... Uh, I don't know. There was something about the gigs. I mean, those first three albums... We really liked the sound of the second one. First one sounded two spaces. Third one was like some weird processing. But the second one was rocking. But there was something about their gigs. We really dug it. I mean, this was arena rock too, so I don't know. Later on, it was Laser Beam out of Eric Bloom's uh, watch or something. <laughs> That's okay. He always had uh, the... You know, like Ian Hunter, right? The, the shades. And, uh, oh, yeah, of course, they had that symbol. And uh, I think the producer, manager guy came up with that. And uh, I don't know, they meant a lot to us. I remember the words were not on the album covers. You had to send in. Came on big, number one pewter paper, had holes on the sides, and it was really wide and had green and white stripes. And then they put it, you know, not in the line order, just margin to margin. Hey, it's been the first hour of April 1st, 2015 edition of Watt for Pedro Show, celebrating D. Boone's B-Day with some blue eyes to cope. Hold tight for hour two. April 1st, 2015, it's the second hour, Watt from Pedro Show.
Watt from Pedro Show. Started off the second hour with uh, the Blue Oyster Cult 1973, the Rooster Tail in Detroit, Michigan, doing a tune called It Ain't Easy. No, it's not easy. <laughs> Look, I'm confused because, well, I'm a fucking tard, but besides that, uh, I never, I don't believe I ever saw them do this song. It ain't from an album. 18 minute. They had some long ones. They'd stretch some out. Like uh, we're going to hear the semi-262 coming up and they'd all get on guitar. Well, Joe would stay on bass. But Albert jump off and get on guitar. And that one stretched out. Hour three, we got seven screaming disbusters they do there. But, uh, yeah, this is new for me. When I was listening to this, I was like, all right. D. Boone would uh, dig on it. Kind of blues, huh? Some drum solo. Oh, speaking of drum solo. We're going to move now to 1974. The next two tunes are uh, from Providence, uh, Rhode Island. Well, actually, 1974, Providence uh, Civic Center. Something called Drums, which is, you know, Albert Bouchard drum solo. Check it out.
Thank you all. Good night. Okay, good people. It's a Blue Oyster Cult. 1974, 1975. Uh, drums. <laughs> I wonder if that was the real name. You know, I don't know. So what's on the jacket or the bootleg. And then we heard uh, ME-262. The next year, at Providence... Uh, uh, same pad, Providence Civic Center, Rhode Island. And, and uh, that one had like, uh, no, I think both of them. Yeah, both those Providence gigs. Sorry for spacing. Uh, yeah, uh, I got hip. Somebody knows about this stuff, these live recordings and stuff. Was telling me about Dan Lipinski. Dan Lipinski's like was notorious or uh, 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 legendary or I don't know, famous. Uh, well, yeah, he had a lot of respect from the, the these uh, kind of community, huh? Bootleg and taping live gigs. So there's, he he did everybody I heard, <laughs> you know, as far as recording. And uh, there's his uh, Blowers to Cult thing about that. Now, uh, yeah, everybody laughed. I remember... The first time I saw Albert Bouchard come out to play the guitar in in that song, ME262. I mean, what a weird song, too, about a you know, Nazi jet fighter. <laughs> okay. I think the manager wrote the words or something. But uh, I don't know for sure. You know, the BOC was something that was, uh, for us, uh, something to ponder, but never really having enough uh, nerve to think you got it figured out. We liked it that way. You didn't know. It was mysterious. I uh, made a stencil of that question mark, exclamation point. I think it's uh, read somewhere it's supposed to be some a corruption of a symbol for chaos or whatever. Anyway, I, I made a stencil. I cut it out from a, a cardboard, and I spray-painted black on the back of a T-shirt. And I wore this at high school, you know, the day after I saw them, and uh, a gig, you know, and I I knew nobody had that shirt. Well, for one thing, I made it, but also, you know, merchandising wasn't that involved at gigs in those days, and especially. Yeah, well, it was uh, the touring was more like to promote records. So, but this idea, you know paint on my own shirt. I mean, I would later do this after seeing uh, Dick Hale, uh, the Voidoids, and, uh, you know, pictures of uh, people in England and uh, making with the clothes. And Ain't that a trip? Didn't know, you know? Kind of. <laughs> well, there's a lot of trippy connects. Anyway, we're going to move on to the last uh, bootleg bunch of tunes. Uh, it was one called Best in the West. No, Live in the West. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a tard. 
I didn't have this. I, just, I got turned on to it. Uh, so it's not from when I was a boy. It's from now. The only one I remember in the old days was the 10-inch with uh, some of that stuff you first heard. This one uh, has got four gigs from the West Coast in 1975, which is uh, like Medford, Seattle, Washington, Portland, Oregon, and Redden, California. So, God, they were working. I ain't even played Medford or Redden yet. So, damn. Pioneers, Trailblazers. Here they are. OD'd on life. It's, I remember this, the first gig I saw them play, this was the second tune.
Loyster Cult, live in 1975, a year before me and D. Boone uh, graduated high school. Uh, from the Live in the West bootleg, let's see here. Yeah, some uh, these tunes were from the Civic Auditorium, Redding, California, Paramount Northwest, Portland, Oregon, Paramount Northeast, Seattle, Washington, National Guard Armory, Medford, Oregon. Don't tell uh, which where though. That's all right. West. <laughs> and the last music for the second hour was OD on Life Itself. Like I said, it was the second uh, tune of the first gig. But you know what? Uh, this stuff ended up being this. This is 1975 here, so this was what went into uh, making on your feet or on your knees. And I think before Kiss Red Cap, maybe Subhuman was Long Beach Arena. Maybe Harvester Eyes, I don't know. Like I said, I th- we thought you could hear us yelling in one of them. I remember us seeing the mic hanging down for the crowd on our side. Long Beach Arena. <laughs> okay, we heard OD Don Live itself. Harvester Eyes. Yeah, with that synthesizer, that was much different than the album. And uh, Flaming Telepaths. Yeah, Flaming Telepaths. Um, the joke's on you. The yoke's on you. Uh, Firehose first tour was uh, asked by uh, Sonic Youth to open up. And Thurston wanted to call the tour Flaming Telepath, so that's what it got called. And Edward, uh, Ed from Ohio, made a T-shirt for the tour, for uh, uh, Map the United States and Little Fires, where the towns were where we played. <laughs> I think it's only Edward tour shirt. Nanny did most of the shirts. That's why you always see the cat, the man, you know, my cat I had a long time. Um, but yeah, trippy about BOC. They had a not all the time, but Al Lanier would like do organ and uh, you know, piano and you know, Sister Ray Velvet Underground. I mean, that's really what wanted me to make a trio with an organ based drum. But he plays some wild ass organ too. And uh, I think it was big influence. He'd also get on guitar. He did uh, little dooley things with uh, Buck Dharma. Uh, yeah, I could hear that in uh, D. Boone's phrasing a little bit. So, uh, Mr. you know, Al Lanier, he's missed. He's the first guy from the band, the only guy to be gone. Uh, I think it was last year. Very sad. But, um, yeah. I saw him play some great gigs, and uh, he's the only dude in the band who never sang. Maybe on some later records, but when I I know him and saw him. Uh, But you know, it's the reason I got the Patty Hearst. (laughs) First Patty Smith album, Horses, because I saw his name on the back, and I didn't know who she was, but I thought, wow, Al Lanier of the Blue Oyster Code, I got to check this out. It's been the second hour, April 1st, 2015 edition of Watt Pedro Show. Hold tight for hour three. 
April 1st, 2015. It's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro show. Submission! 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 Submission!
Watford Pedro show, final music for today's uh, April 1st. It ain't April full joke, it's for real. D Boone's B Day, so we're celebrating. Blue Oyster Cult. This is from the Live in the West. Bootleg this final stuff uh, from four different shows, but on the West Coast, 1975, Blue Oyster Cult. Dominance and Submission. The Subhuman. Then Seven Screaming Diz Busters. Astronomy. Hot Rails to Hell. And finally, Maserati GT. I ain't got you. I, th- I wonder, did Yardbirds write that? There's an old blues cover that they did. I, I remember seeing them do that. It's not like, uh, it's not easy. It's got a Maserati GT. Sink, skin, postry. Got a charge up count at Rope Bank. But I ain't got you. <laughs> Eric Bloom. Sometimes I like just the way he held his stung guitar, you know. Dominant submission, I have to tell you. I got to, you know, 20 years ago, I was talking about Red and the Black, Dave Grohl, Ed, Vetter, Pat, Pat Smear, and the young man on drums, William. William Goldsmith, yeah. Seattle man. Uh, I did a B-side for Ball Hunger Tugboat album, a single, and which was a cover of Dominance and Submission with both the Bouchard brothers, Albert and Joe. And Joe didn't play bass, he played piano. Albert played drums, sang. Jimbo did the radios appear. And Chris Whitley did slide guitar. He was incredible. Man, was he fucking happening. I got to do a song once on one of his records. It was such a nice man to me. An incredible musician in spirit. Good guy, man. Chris Whitley. Anyway, I got to do a VOC. Uh, for, we, uh, we're both Columbia, you know? Uh, the, I think it was CBS in their days was the parent company, and in my days was a Sony. So that's an intense thing. Uh, I went today over there at Peck Park, you know, where the tree, you know, this summer is going to be 45 years. When I met D. Boone, he came out of that tree, and uh, yeah, my whole life changed. Well, you know, the tree's not there. They had to—they were making a project for, uh, you know, uh, directing storm rainwater and uh, irrigation and filtering out to the harbor, and it's a good thing for the park. And Peck Park's a big—it's got a huge canyon. George H. Peck was an important guy. He got our town free from the railroad, and he donated this big park to us. And that's where the new project, where I moved from the Navy housing, was connected to the old project where D. Boom was. That's no longer that's track homes, but that new project, <laughs> was new for 1970. <laughs> and uh, we, yeah, our there was the baseball fields, you know, and there was a, a ridge of trees on the canyon lip there, and they had they they took out. You could see it in that we jammy cano. Because uh, video documentary, Tim Irwin, Keith Sharon made because the project didn't get underway until like a, a couple of years after that was made. Uh, anyway, geez, 
I hope it wasn't too corny of a memory lane thing, you know, the Blue Oyster Cult. I'm, I'm very grateful for being able to share this music with you. And me hearing it again was uh, not too much Potsy and Fonzie shit. But uh, I always remember Dee Boone on his B-Day, you know. It's... Uh, oh, man, it's like... Um, it's uh, motivation, in a way. It's not for just looking back and... Even though we did a little bit of this on the show, please know, music is music, I, I, I believe. And uh, yeah, it might as well be happening at the same time, but time don't let that. Time separates so much. But, you know, in some ways it's kind of abstract anyway. What's the real time? It's the moment, you know. So, uh, thank you, Blue Oyster Cult. Thank you, D. Boone. Good people, this has been the April 1st, 2015 edition of Lot from Pedro Show. And uh, keep your powder dry. <laughs>